Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. And today we're here with Melinda Malone, the uh, founder of the Frontline Coalition, who works with CPR, first aid, and wellness in our pet community. Hey, Melinda, thank you for being here with us today. Hey there, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to share everything you do and everything you offer to the pet community with everyone. So if you want to just get started and kind of give us a little rundown of what the Frontline Coalition is and how that came to be. Sure. Uh, the Frontline Coalition uh, started, I started it in 2021 and um, just decided to put all my eggs in one basket, so to say, um, from under one umbrella. So that way I could you know, do all my teaching through it. But I've been teaching pet first aid CPR since 2009. Uh, but I just decided to do the Frontline Coalition to add, you know, the pet first aid CPR. And I also teach human CPR first aid and a bunch of other things to health and safety for humans and for pets. Um, and the reason why I did it is because, you know, it's so important to have um, that training for uh, pet parents and pet professionals uh, out there because it's unfortunate. A lot of people don't even know that first aid CPR for pets is out there. It's available. And I, you know, I go to events and I tell people, they're like, oh my God, I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. And um, especially pet parents, because they, you know, don't have anything to go off of, no, you know, no. so just, just with their veterinarian. So it's important to have that out there for people just in case. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I know I was uh, fortunate enough to find you and take your class at Atlanta Pet Fair several years ago. And I've experienced kind of how you present your uh, classes as hands-on, scenario-based. Um, there was right. just a wealth of information on everything from basic scratches to actually getting hands-on the demo dogs, doing the CPR. And I came out of there feeling pretty prepared that if I ever came across that emergency situation, I, I could handle it. And then I've taken like a refresher course uh, this year with another organization and it was very compact, a lot of information. There was no hands-on portion. So it was a good refresher for me, but had it been my first time experiencing a class like that, I I don't think I would be as confident or prepared. No, it was my first time taking a safety class uh, and it was very informative. I'm not knocking at all. Any edu education to me is, is good. It just... Right. Molly had talked so much about your guys' class back in Atlanta. I thought it was coming in and we're going to learn all this stuff. And we got a good overview. But when I left there, I did get some knowledge. But did I feel prepared in the situation? No, I didn't. But it did have me wanting to learn more. So that was a good part of that class. So we yeah. really were happy when we ran into you in Colorado uh, a month ago. And we're just excited to... Molly was definitely excited to see you. Yeah, I, I for the life of me could not find my schedule or my notes or anything um, here recently as I've been kind of thinking about the CPR first aid because before running into you again, we had kind of discussed me going to become an instructor. And I, I remember you mentioning that that was something you offered. And right. so uh, it just was you know, a stroke of fate that, you know, we came across you at the Rocky Mountain and uh we're you know we're looking to get that instructor certification so that's something too that i think is great um that gives business owners and just pet professionals not even just groomers but you know like trainers and vet professionals and all kind of things that opportunity 
And I know you work, um, I think the instructor one I'm doing is actually where you guys are working with um, like police dogs and stuff too and doing their certification. So, I mean, it's not right. Like grooming. Right. No, it's going to be more on the uh, pet professional side. Um, my uh, Krista Kervers, who I teach with, she's the other instructor that you met in Colorado. Um, this is through her uh, other business that she works for. Okay. And they deal a lot with um, animal control and the police and the police dogs. And that's the um, community that we're going to be going to in November in uh, Tennessee. So that, yeah, that's going to be very exciting. I'm really definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. So how, um, are you still going to some of these grooming expos and actually doing your all day certifications and things like that? Is there anywhere that, uh, we can kind of look for you coming up in the next year or so, where people may have an opportunity to, to get that? Um, actually I travel twice a year to Oklahoma city. Okay. I'm going to be going there next month, actually. Um, and I, I go there to teach an instructor class twice a year and also teach the uh, first the um, eight hour class, the pet saver class the first day. Um, so I'll be doing that. I travel to California. I go to Nevada. I'm actually leaving to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico tomorrow morning to teach oh, wow. uh, four days, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, Monday, uh, the class uh, for pet parent, anybody who wants to take it. So I travel all over the place. Um, and if somebody wants me to come somewhere, uh, you know, I'll do my best to go. Um, all I, all I have to have need is to have a facility to teach at. Um, and if people have tables, chairs, and a monitor for me to use, that's awesome. If not, I, t I have all that stuff and I can bring it with me and I just throw it all in my pickup truck and I go. Okay. That's awesome. Good to know. Um, so you talk a little bit about emergency preparedness and stuff. What is it that you think, um, as a, at a minimum, either people at home in their pet emergency kits or people, um, you know, pet professionals should have, that's something I'd had quick stop and some bandage wrap, but you, you're thorough, um, going over what actually a pet first aid you should have and things that allowed us to put those together and put right. them in all our units. A lot of times our, our team works solo one-on-one. -on -one, so having that easily accessible, uh, was something that they need that we hadn't really thought about. So right. what would you recommend someone wanting to put together something like that would have in it? Um, for first aid kits, um, for in, for, you know, for groomers, boarding facilities and things like that, that needs to be a lot more uh, in depth of a kit, you know, gauze pads, gauze rolls, vet wrap. Um, I always, in my kits that I put together and sell um, at my classes, I actually also put in there paint stir sticks and um, tongue depressors to use as splints for to, in case there's a broken limb because you need to stabilize it somehow. Um, I also put in a small bottle of saline solution to rinse out the eyes, rinse out wounds if needed. Um, I put in their syringes, three different sizes of syringes. That way if they need to administer hydrogen peroxide. They can have that. Um, regular tape. Um, I actually asked somebody here putting my kits together for me today <laughs> nice. to take to Albuquerque tomorrow. Um, I'm going to take, taking about 50 of them with oh, me. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everything that you can think of that you would have for people, you know, it's the same for the pets. It really okay. is. And then also, too, you have your disaster preparedness, which you also mentioned. You have to think about that. You have to have a go bag for your pets, too. Like we're in like where you guys are at in Tennessee. 
you know, you have tornadoes and all sorts of stuff, scary stuff like that. And you have oh, yeah. to be able, if you have to get out of your home, the police are banging on your door. You got to get out now. You don't want to be running around your house trying to pick up stuff that you're going to need for yourself and for your pets to live out of for, for seven to 10 days, possibly. So you need to have those kits already put together, all ready to go, you know, and have leashes, collars, collapsible bowls, food, um, blankets, uh, extra information on vaccine records, extra tags. I mean, whatever that animal, that dog or cat's going to need, you know, you're going to need to, add, and especially for cats, you're going to need to have some sort of a carry bag to put the yeah. cat inside of, or even for small dogs, you know, a portable uh, litter box, a litter, litter, litter tray with some litter for them in the scooper. So you have to think about all these things that you may need for your pets, you know, to be able to live, you know, in a tent or in a hotel, you know, for a period of time. So, and being prepared is just so critical. Well, and we, of course, our pets are our kids. And yeah. so <laughs> if a storm's coming, we make sure that we have access to them and they're not escaping or something in case something was happening. Because you hear the horror stories where, you right. know, the little pup got scared and ran away and they couldn't find it for three days and things like that. So, I mean, if we're hunkering down, our pets are hunkering down with us. And right. so a lot of people, you know, forget to bring it inside or think it's in the doghouse. So it'll be okay. But then, you know, there are the people in the noose that are, can't find their animal. So, yeah. right. Yeah. You have to have a plan for them too. And I agree. My, my four dogs, they're my kids too. I don't have the, the two-legged ones. I got the yeah. four-legged furry <laughs> ones. So, you know, whatever I have to do for them to keep them safe, I'm going to do it. So I make sure they have everything that they need. Yeah. So um, what are kind of the difference between um, the hands-on and the scenario-based learning? Like if someone's trying to decide what class to take, um, what, I guess maybe not even the difference, but just go a little bit into how that's beneficial and why you've incorporated that into your training. Yeah, I think it's very important. You have, you know, so many different companies out there teaching pet first aid and CPR from, you know, from one end of the spectrum to another, you've got your online tra training that you can, you know, take for two hours and get certified and get a, a certificate, right. you know, but all you're doing is watching videos or maybe doing a Zoom or maybe practicing it with a class on Zoom. But, you know, I, I don't believe in that. And the company I work with, uh, Pet Tech, I teach their curriculum. That is not what we do. We have to have the students there in the class. You have to be sitting in there and we do the hands-on practicing. And when I have my students in there, they like practicing CPR. They do it until I feel comfortable that they fully understand that every single time they get their hands in the right position, they know what they're doing, they know how the 30 breaths to 30 compressions to two breaths. You know, they I make sure that they know all this stuff before the end of the class. And so if they stay a little longer, you know, that's the way it goes. So we have them practice, you know, the CPR practice wrapping up for a bleeding incident, choking. I mean, all these things, it's the only way you're gonna learn is by doing it. Actually with our curriculum, you're learning three different ways. You're look, reading the, the, uh, the book and also looking at the PowerPoint presentation. You're listening to me talk, and then you're actually doing the physical hands-on. So having all three ways of learning at the same time is, is very important. 
I agree. That also hits, you know, not everyone learns the same. So when you're right. hitting the audio, the visual, the hands-on, it's just really reinforcing over and over, but whichever learning style is going to work for you, I think, you know, you've got it covered. You's got it down yep. on there. So yep, that's definitely. great. Um, is there anything that you could recommend or that you think would just be a good piece of advice if someone's going to just do the the basics or the minimal whether it's taking a class or being prepared at home, like what's just a little piece of information that everyone can do? I think for me personally, bare minimum, take a class, you know, take the, you know, because we offer a six hour class and we offer the eight hour class, you know, make that commitment because you have to remember, these are our kids. We both, all three of us have said that. Yeah. And (laughs) wouldn't you, wouldn't you make that commitment to your two-legged child? Yeah. To learn first aid CPR, what's the difference for our pets? As far as I'm concerned, there is absolutely no difference. And I personally feel that is critical that pet parents and pet professionals know this. I mean, it's so funny when at the Rocky Mountain Groom Expo, you know, every all these groomers were taking, you know, how to make cut a teddy bear face and how to do this for the groom and how to do that for the groom. Yeah. And I, I and I said in the class, I said this pet first aid CPR class is the most important class you can take at this expo because yeah. you are learning how to save the life of your own pet or your client's pet. What is more important? Yeah. And we all really? hope that day will never come, but re- right. realistically, I mean, when you're around pets for your entire life, inside and outside of work at home, like you're going to come across that, you know, even oh, yeah. you may just be at the dog park hanging out and something comes up. And so I agree. I mean, I think, and like you were saying earlier, a lot of people just don't even realize this is necessarily an option. So hopefully right. the more we can get this out and the more people talk about it, and the more people share it and the more people we can get instructed, like that will change. And it will be yeah. not just pet professionals that know how to do this, but the pet parents as well. Right. And unfortunately, there is real no legislation anywhere in the country uh, that has pet professionals have to be certified. And I was very impressed with Colorado with what their their legislation is, is they are very strict on a lot of these things uh, for, you know, groomers and boarding and all these places, but there is nothing that's in their writings that says they have to be trained in pet first aid CPR. Why not? You know, people who work in daycares and schools, they have to know it. That's true. You know, what is, you know, I keep saying, what is the difference? Yeah. People think, oh, it's just dogs and cats. No, not anymore. They're family. <laughs> yeah. They're their family. The trend, trends have changed. Yeah. You know, we're, they're in our wills. They're in our, you know, trust. People fight over them on divorces. Yeah. I mean, eventually I truly feel that our pets are going to be, you know, legally sentient beings. Yes. That's got to come one yeah. of these days. It's going to happen. Yeah. So it would be nice if shelters could offer something like this to a, a potential adoptees because, you know, especially if they've never had pets before and they're adopting a pet, right. it should be part of the program, even if they can't do a full six or eight hours, but they should be incorporating something uh, as a requirement. Yep. I t- definitely agree. Yeah. So if someone is just, let's just say someone works somewhere and they don't offer this or even promote it and they're just a, a kennel tech or a groomer or something, where can they find you at? I mean, I said we have your phone number, your website out, but is there, uh, is there a Facebook page? I mean, we, but where can people find you at the easiest? I have my Facebook page, the Frontline Coalition, uh, my website, uh, thefrontlinecoalition.com. 
Um, I, I have, if somebody wants to email me, it's, it's the frontline coalition, 2021 at Gmail, my phone number. I mean, you know, they, there's lots of ways people can get a hold of me. Yeah, and we're going to share them all in the show notes as yeah. well. Uh, but we just want to make sure it's out there for people to get a hold of you because we think it's extremely important. Yeah. And I share a lot of my business stuff on my personal page too. And I respond okay. to people on my personal page, you know? Um, so, I mean, that, cause that's my whole life is taking, you know, taking care of the pets. I, I groom pets. That's one of my other job right now yeah. before <laughs> what <are> your hobbies. <laughs> Eventu- yeah. Eventually, you know, I'd be a groomer now for 25 years and see, so eventually I'm going to stop doing that and just do the teaching and traveling. Um, that's my goal. That's my, my retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's well, need it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely needed because it's just not out there, you know, and, and, you know, you have, I, and I enjoy the traveling and going to meeting new people and helping them out and helping businesses with whatever they may need. So yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit of what you do and, uh, why it's so important. we cannot say enough how important what you do is and thank you for doing it and we will hopefully help get this out there to a few more pet parents out there awesome thank you so much for having me on it's been great yeah thanks have a great day thanks